at home pet euthanasia. At what? <laughs> Looking for recommendations for anyone Stop. who has had to go this route for a mobile vet who services in North Valley. It looks like we are heading in that direction with one of our cats and I'd prefer some input from others rather than choosing a random vet on the internet. At home pet euthanasia, folks. Yep. You've been having some serious ass pet corpse problems. <laughs> Ah, uh, where was my train of thought? Welcome to Mission Objective episode, I lost fucking count. <laughs> uh, four? Yeah, four. Uh, let's see, Act Razor. Um, well, yeah, the first one we decided the game, then we had Act Razor, and then we had Secret of Man. So, yeah, four. Good job. Good job, Frank. <laughs> Killing it. You. Yeah. And today, well, not really today, honestly, for the past month, um, we have been playing Super <laughs> Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you always throw in the subtitle for the game. Is that like a... Part of the title. Okay. It is part, part of the title. If people Google it, they might get confused. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that know. For, for a game that, that like, uh, for Mario RPG, um, it's fine because there was only one game with, like, that heading title. But, like, if we were talking about Mario and Luigi, yeah, uh, which we will be because it's going to come up. But if we were talking about that game specifically, I'd have to, like, say Superstar Saga or Bowser's Inside Story or whatever. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I like, I like giving the full title. I'm okay um, with it. Sir Mario RPG Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, if you're not aware, um, Mario RPG Sans SNES. It's a perennial classic to a certain segment of the population. Um, I guess we should just dive right into it, because we still won't have a format effort out for how we tackle this thing. But, uh, I'll okay. start with you, Ian. What do you think of the game? Um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of it. I have some complaints, and I feel like I... I feel bad because every single game that we've played so far, I've had some negative opinions on. I think ActRaiser has still been my favorite game that we've played so far because it was somewhat unique. Damn. Um, now that, like, as a follow-up to um, Secret of Mana, right? Yeah, that's the right Mana game that we yeah, just Yeah, yeah. As a follow-up to that, it, it's still reinforcing my opinion that a lot of classic games have newer versions that have just done the same thing better. Um, and that's kind of kind of sums up my feelings on on Super Mario RPG. There are a lot of concepts that I like, but the execution is it leaves something to be desired. I found the music and the visuals were the biggest detractor to me wanting to play the game. It, it almost like gave me a headache just the music and the way the game looked. I it was hard for me to continue playing because those things were so unappealing to me. 
Yeah, the sound effects were really like, I also felt, and I didn't know if this was just me or not, but now that you mentioned it, I'll bring it up. I also felt like the sound effects didn't balance well with the, like volume wise with the music in the game. No, no they didn't. Like, like sometimes I felt like that was just like way too loud mm-hmm. and obnoxious. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, I think that uh, I do. I did like some of the music in this game. A lot of it, uh, there's some of it that was grating and just too loud. Mm-hmm. I think the colors thing, um, I, I'm not trying to excuse it here because it also gave me a headache, but I think, like, the weird thing about uh, the visuals is that, like, the color palette seems pretty limited, and I think part of that might be because it's pre-rendered 3D graphics, mm-hmm. which yeah. uh, they, they might have cut down on, like, their bit depth to save render time or something. Yeah. I my biggest complaint with this game is that the isometric perspective is not conducive to all of the jumping puzzles that uh, that this oh, game has you do. Br- bringing yeah. up Mario and Luigi Superstar Sega for the first, but definitely not the last time. That game was side on. It was still isometric, but it was like kind of not not uh, forty five degree isometric. It was just straight up and head tears. I don't I don't know how to say this really. Um, it was a two-dimensional game living in a three-dimensional aquatic world. Well, no, you still had the four directions. It's still an isometric perspective, but it wasn't like... Like, your axes wasn't tilted at a 45-degree angle. Up was up, down was down. It wasn't... It wasn't, uh... It was, like, a Link of the Past style and... Not... Right, I see what you're saying. It wasn't a top-down game, and it wasn't... Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was just an angled... There was no rotation, whereas... There was no rotation to the grid. You're yeah. just... Looking at yeah, rows and columns. Exactly, square grid instead of diamond grid. Mm-hmm. And I, part of uh, like even in that game, I I have had a couple of instances where I have missed jumps. That's honestly due to the nature of the the game and you, the fact that you can move on all four axes instead of just two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more down to me being imprecise with the jump. But in this game, I felt like I missed a ton of them just because it's hard to judge where you're jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my overall opinion of the game was pretty positive, though, like, uh, graphics and sound effects and music inside, because I have some, a little, a few negative opinions about those, um, as well, but, like, the overall, like, game itself, I actually quite enjoyed, like, I thought, I, I enjoyed, like, the, the combat system, although it was relatively simple, um, and the game itself was quite easy, um, I still had, like, quite a bit of fun with it, and, in my opinion, more fun than Act Razor and uh, Secret of Mana, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll um, that. But it there there are a lot of issues, and and just like you, uh, you said before, there are games out there, uh, even games in this kind of like you know like the Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi games that just do this better. Um, but if we're gonna go that far that far back, um, I think that this is. I mean, this is a pretty. Uh, a pretty decent game, mm-hmm. um, and I and I can't expect it to be like the best one. And I don't hold it up as like this big classic that everyone has to play. But uh, I overall, I have fun with it. Yeah, that actually touches on an interesting point, where you know you say you don't hold it up as a classic that everyone has to play. There are in other media circles like, oh yeah, you've got to go watch this or you've got to do that you know, like watch a movie or read a book because it's a classic. I'm not 100% sure that video games 
fall in that same thing. Like, I don't know if there are any super old games where I feel like I'd, I'd, tell, I'd tell someone, oh, you have to go play this. The, the older one was better. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is Fire Emblem. Like, the new Fire Emblem games are dramatically different from the old ones. And so, like, if someone was going to play a Fire Emblem game, I'd say, oh, you've got to play, you know, this one and not just the new ones. But I, I don't think I would say to any gamer, oh, you've got to go play classic Fire Emblem. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what, yeah, right? I wouldn't tell anyone to boot up Fire Emblem, food, no Surugi, or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, I, I, games are an interesting medium because... You know, you have, like, if we, if we take movies, you have a movie, its sequel comes out, those are still two separate stories, and they build on top of each other, usually. Mm-hmm. Or even if they're an anthology series, each is a unique experience. Whereas a game, but yes, games have story, but it's, especially in, like, honestly, in a Mario game, like, there's a certain element of who cares. And other yeah. RPG series, I can see you want wanting to play each entry for the separate stories, but video games are a unique medium in that you can have an entry... Mechanics-wise, graphics-wise, sound-wise, completely supplant its forebear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Mario you, Kart 8 Deluxe completely supplants Mario Kart 8. Yeah, some people would say that there's no point in playing the first Super Mario Brothers if you can play Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, do, I do think that there are instances of games where the previous entry has been just the better game mm-hmm. because either the sequel didn't iterate enough or made some mistakes in iterating. Mm-hmm. But... Part and parcel, I do think that Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars is one of those games where you would be better off playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Like, I know that we're, we're hitting a, a hard place where we either have to put the game in its spot in history mm-hmm. and say that at the time, since this was the only option as far as like a Mario game like this, it's the best one by default. And I do think this is a good game. But... You know, we're kind of trying to look at it with like uh, mission objective. We're trying to be objective, look at things in a more modern context, yeah. not have a lot of without the rose tinted glasses. I yeah, guess. and I, without the rose tinted glasses, I do have to say there are better entries in this quasi series, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, and also I think just personally, um, and this is a heavy, heavily personal thing. I think this game kind of exposed the fact that I'm not much of a turn-based RPG guy. Mm-hmm. I like tactical RPGs fine. Like, I will I will boot up a Fire Emblem. I love me some front mission, that kind of thing. But as far as the traditional, you have a party lined up and you're attacking people type of game, the combat system in this is far too traditional Final Fantasy for me to really like it too much. Like, there's the, there, there's the, uh, the tapping system, but it's not fleshed out at all here. It's really just tap once to... Uh, do a, like a better attack. attack, like yeah. power up your attack. There are a few attacks, like specials, that have multiple tapping involved, or tap the Y button, or hold the Y button, watch this meter. That, there's stuff that varies it, but it's still all pretty mm-hmm. pretty one-note, pretty simple, not fleshed out like in Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. And I do think a lot of the modern RPGs are even doing away with the more turn-based like um, systems. Like, you're seeing them a lot less and modern gaming than we used to because they used to be like extremely common um but i do think the some games still do the turn-based rpg system well like persona 5 was awesome i thought it was great and um like you frank i'm I'm not a huge fan of turn-based uh rpg battle systems but 
I was a huge fan of the way Persona 5 implemented it. Yeah, I still need to play that game. People say it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very good. And I do have a PS4 now, so I, I suppose I can get to it. Um, oh, yeah, I found one thing, one note that I found interesting is that all of the mini games um, in, in, in this game, because there's a quite, quite a few of them, and even like some of the mini game songs really reminded me of Mario Party. Like a yeah. lot to the point where That's I'm true. wondering, like, did they take some inspiration from this? That actually makes sense. For sure. Yeah. Because they all were really bad, like Mario Party too. <laughs> <clears throat> I will say, like, you know, we spoke last time about Secret of Mana and how I felt like it was a chore to sit down and play it. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt the opposite with this one, and that like I really enjoyed sitting down with it. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like relaxing and like uh, you know let yourself go and, and relax and play this game for a while, like after work or like having a drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I actually enjoyed sitting down with this one, um, and I didn't feel like it was like a game that I had to super like focus. I had to be super focused. Uh, on you know i could kind of just go through the motions but at the same time enjoy like the fact that i'm playing a mario game and it was and i know we're not supposed to look at it with like a nostalgia point of view we're supposed to look at a more modern perspective but you know i had a snes when i was younger and like i you know kind of when i sit down and play an snes game i kind of get taken back and you know nostalgia does have a big factor on you know enjoying these games uh, yeah. even today for me so like yeah this one was awesome i did this is my favorite one uh that we've played so far i do have some uh gripes about it but overall like i, I thought it was a perfectly fine uh gaming experience mm-hmm. just yeah. for reference how far did you guys get i got to uh just pass the fight with booster's wedding cake oh <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, uh, I I had I, I had some trouble making time for this just to do uh, due to some other extraneous life reasons. So, right. uh, yeah, I finished it. Oh, cool. I did not finish it. I got through to like the first star, essentially. Damn, son. Yeah. Oh man. So I suppose we're really spanning the gamut. Yeah, we really are here. Uh, on a side note, what, what like uh, one of the programmers at work used that phrase unironically. Really? <laughs> and I was like, is that just a thing now? That's funny. <laughs> Like, can we span gamuts now? Is that legal? Is that legal? Oh, that's great. I did like a lot of the humor in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it interesting that, like, and I don't, I don't know if there's, like, an ownership issue with Square or what, but I find it interesting that a lot of the characters from this game haven't really come back. Like, you know, Gino or yeah. Malo or mm-hmm. even Booster, although I felt like Booster should have just been Wario. The Croc. Yeah, the evil Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is interesting because because of that, it doesn't. It's funny. There are a lot of parts in the game where it's like they're trying to remind you that it's a Mario game. I felt like you know what I mean because there are so many original characters. There are a lot of interesting Easter eggs where they'll play music like the Mario theme and some some things like that. Nintendo licensing get licensing games to third parties. Like I wonder if this was something where. They wanted Square to do something different, just in case. Or maybe Square wanted to make it as different as possible, just in case, like, they lost the ability to license it. They may, might have to switch out to their own... I don't know. It's interesting, though, because it is, it is a very... It feels like it's set in a different world than, like, the rest of the Mario games. 
Well, I, I think that part of it has to do with, like, at that point, what did you have in terms of, like, okay, a cohesive Mario world? Like, yeah. you had Mario yeah. World, mm -hmm. which took place on Yoshi's Island. Mm -hmm. um, you had Super Mario Bros. 3, which went all over the place. Mm -hmm. And you had 2, which was a dream, and you had 1, which has barely any story at all. Like, right, I, yeah. I feel like this was the first attempt outside of probably some weird manga adaptation or, like, an anime that I'm not aware of mm -hmm. or, or the Super Mario Brothers movie to establish, <laughs> you know, a cohesive-seeming Mario world. I think they did an alright job. It mm -hmm. is interesting, like, I feel like they took an, a Square RPG and then, like, painted Mario stuff over it, and yeah. I can see where the Square bits are poking out sometimes. Yeah. Like, just in some music cues or in the entire character of Geno. Mm-hmm. Who just looks like a Final Fantasy character. Yeah. Yeah. Although people really want him to come back. And that, that, that Forest theme song is the most Final Fantasy theme in the whole game. If you were to be given the ability to add or remove something from the game, is there anything that you would change? Like, either add a mechanic or remove something or change something? I mean, I feel like For this me, game is... Something that I, I there were a couple core pieces I really enjoyed, but there's a lot that I would I would like to actually change in order to enjoy it more. For me, I would have added something to the combat system to make it more challenging. Mm -hmm. um, I, I felt like it was extremely bare bones, and I felt like it made the game a little bit too easy. Um, I don't know if that was intentional uh, because it was supposed to be an accessible video game, but I would have preferred it to be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I would have liked uh, at least better indicators as to when I'm supposed to be pressing the button for a lot of attacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got them eventually, and once I got them, everything was fine. But it, for, for a large part, if you haven't encountered a weapon or you haven't encountered enemy, an enemy those first couple times, feel like a guessing game. Yeah. The thing that I'm fixing is that fucking perspective. I couldn't stand that after a while. Mm -hmm. Especially when you get to stuff like the sewer level, where if you miss a jump, you have to go all the way back to the beginning of it. And I also, I don't, I, I don't get the reason for the pre-rendered Donkey Kong Country-style levels. Although I do find it interesting that there were just Donkey Kong Country-style Kongs in this game. Yeah, and like the, or the Octor, the freaking lap traps and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, the croc to papples. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I probably would have switched that, swipped. <laughs> I probably would have switched that out. For a more hand-drawn style, like look what they did with Yoshi's Island. Mm -hmm. Like that yeah. looked great. That and that also like, they like they're both games with expansion chips in them. So mm -hmm. in fact, they might they might have the same expansion chip in them. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, better combat system, bit of a fresh coat of paint. Which I'm just basically making Mario and Luigi at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's. Pretty much where I, that's the point that I get to as well. It's like the whole aesthetic of the game um, is something that I, I couldn't get down with. Like because it didn't, it didn't feel familiar. It felt very out of place to me. Both the music, the visual style, um, it, it, I just couldn't get into it. And I feel like any of those pre-rendered uh, 3D games at this point looks super weird. Like, yeah. You go back and play Donkey Kong Country, and you're like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like Donkey Kong Country kind of does it better than this game, mm -hmm. just by virtue of the fact that that game's sprites are bigger. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, this is an RPG, everything's kind of tiny, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, any final thoughts? No, like, I don't have uh, any, like, any more extensive thoughts on it. I, I did just that, like, you know, I, I enjoyed the game overall. I thought it was pretty accessible. Um, but like you guys have said, we've covered pretty thoroughly that other games do it better. Uh, there's just better versions of this game out there. Well, I suppose that it's now time to pick our next one. Let me pull up a list. I think I'm... I've... Now it's time to pick our nose. Now it's time to take a shit. That's the wrong <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I know, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, I have the list, if oh, that's nice. what you're looking for. Yeah, but I have to. I have to find it. Okay, so I have it in front of me. We've got left on the list. We have Dark Cloud Two, Shinobi, Bastion, Maple Story, Street Fighter Three, Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. Did we hmm. want to? Uh, do we want to pick off of those? Do we want to add one? This is ancient as fuck and useless. I'm tempted to say that I would like to play something modern. Me too. Because um, we've been pretty disappointed with most, <laughs> the majority of the games that we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, if one common theme between all these games is that they have mechanics that have just been done better by so many other games ahead of them. And I think, like, if we study the game that was more modern and not, like, so far back, it doesn't have to be, like, something that came out last week, uh, but something um, like Shadow of the Colossus was just remade. It's right. the same version of the PS2 game, just enhanced graphics. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to playing the new Shadow of the Colossus game. I'd be fine with that. I would also be up for Shinobi. I've been meaning to play that thing anyway. Uh, so, I think Ian, you're the you're the deciding factor here, unless you want to nominate another game. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus would be cool, but I don't know if I can justify spending money to buy the game right now. And Shinobi, I think, although old, the gameplay is pretty tight, right? Oh yeah, that's the that's that game in a nutshell. So it's a I very don't know. Tight <laughs> um, when did Shinobi come out? That's a good question. Let me look it up. Uh, I know it's a Sega joint. I f it came out before Ninja Gaiden uh, had its resurgence. I feel like Ninja Gaiden. Eighty-seven. Yeah, that, not that Shinobi. I'm like, that's what I found. I'm like, two thousand two <laughs> is when the PS2 one came out. Okay, PS2 Shinobi. Yeah, two thousand two. And it is rad as fuck. It is an awesome, weird, dystopian cyberpunk thing. Also, I feel like that, along with Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, were a couple of the last good Sega games. Yeah, Billy Hatcher was pretty good, actually. Yeah, it was made by the same guys, too. Mm -hmm. And then I think Sega disbanded that, uh, that studio because... 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 Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to Shinobi if that's the one you guys want to play. It's a cool that's ass what I'm game. looking at right now. Um, cool my question is, this, this game, I've never played it. 
Um, is it as challenging as it's Ninja Gaiden? It's fucking difficult. It is a hard God game. All right. I can put on my big boy pants. Yeah, I definitely recommend doing a bit of save scumming. Maybe not like... Um, maybe not to the level of like, you know, having save and load mounted on hotkeys on your controller or anything, but <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely save state after beating every level. I don't think a lot of yeah. people are familiar with this thing either. Yeah. When I think Shinobi, I think the one on uh, Genesis. Yeah, everyone thinks yeah, the one on Shinobi. Yeah, me too. And that's a super good game too, but this one's better, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I'm down. It flew under the radar. I only, I actually only knew about it because of this weird um, GamePro preview slash review DVD that I had mm-hmm. that uh, I got when I uh, we, we would always buy a magazine. Like my parents would always buy us magazines whenever we were flying anywhere. Uh, because there was a point where we didn't have, like, Game Boys. Yeah. So we needed something to be entertained on the plane. So I got this Game Pro, like, this copy of Game Pro. Uh, only copy of Game Pro I've ever read, actually. But it had that DVD. It had previews for DBZ Budokai. And that is super weird, because it's an early build. So they... It's still an English dub, but it's not the actual Dragon Ball Z cast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there was a point where they were considering not having Ocean do the dub of that game, but there was a preview of that. There was a preview of uh, Castlevania: Harmony of Dissonance on GBA, uh, Shinobi. Um, I think Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would always watch the Shinobi one until I got the game because I, I was like, I have to buy this. Mm-hmm. Well, those instances. But yeah, that'll be fun. You guys haven't heard of it at all, really. Correct. Yeah, basically. I mean, I've heard of it, but never played it or really dug that much into it. So it'll be interesting. It looks cool. I know the screenshots and stuff I'm seeing uh, look pretty awesome. Yeah, I think you guys are in for a treat. In for a treat, out for a pound. How was it uh, received critically? Uh, good question. I think a lot of critics were like, this game is good, but it's brutally difficult. And also, I, I I think that this game got in before, like, just before super difficult games were, like, the thing again. Because if you remember when Ninja Gaiden came out, um, everyone was like, this game's really hard, but it's good, because it's hard. And then, you know, Dark Souls was Dark Souls. Mm, yes, it was. And, you know, the dark, it was the Dark Souls of video games. But, yeah, honestly, it looks like it got mostly, like, 7s and 8s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's user score. I mean, on Metacritic, anyway, its user score is much higher than um, the critic meta score. So, you're probably right about that. Um, people probably knocked it for being a little bit too hard. And then... That's what I'm getting the gist of, but I'm not opposed to digging into it. It looks fun. Oh, yeah. I think I'll be pleasantly surprised. But unless anybody else has anything, um, I think that puts Tin Hat on this episode. Is that the expression? The Tin Hat? Yeah. I don't know. I 
set it into uh, Google Voice to text, and it said put the ten hat, like the number, and not ten. So I have no mm. idea what the actual expression is. Did you just make it up? No, I got it off of an old-ass episode of Doctor <laughs> Who. Oh, okay. But... Anybody want to plug anything? Trev, I know that you uh, had an article go out recently. Yeah, so um, I was I actually started writing some stuff for a website called The Game Fanatics. Um, so I reviewed Kirby, Star Allies on there recently. Um, nice. And I also had a... Um, switch year one and like not a review but kind of like uh, a year one analysis and hopes for year two um, for the system as a whole both of those went out recently you can check those out at thegamefanatics.com um they're they're both solid articles i'm pretty proud of them but i uh, gave kirby star allies an eight i really like that game thought it was awesome i'll have to um, check that out that uh that game looked like the successor to Kirby 64 that I've been looking for. Oh, yeah, man. It, it actually, that's pretty accurate. So the demo is terrible, uh, which, like, made me feel really on edge about actually playing the game. Like, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this game's going to be good because the demo was, like, not great. Uh, it was very, very condensed and made it, the game seem, like, way too simple. Um, but the game itself is really, really good, really solid. And the drop-in, drop-out co-op uh, is, like, really, really well done. It's great. That sounds like a good pickup. Cool. Um, for me, I think by the time this goes out, we should have uh, me and podcasting's weird Uncle Larry Love have a new podcast out that is called Audi 5000, looking at all... All the, like, a bunch of weird stuff from around the year 2000. Our first couple episodes were Degrassi Junior High. We hit the movie Hackers. Very, very, uh, just strange and cool. Funny. At least I think it's funny. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, I will stick a link to our YouTube channel or the YouTube videos or whatever format it's in somewhere around... (laughs) Uh, in the description of this episode, because uh, there are a few things still up in the air, but yeah, there's that. So, I guess that'll be it for us. We'll catch you guys later. Catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip.